Ooh, yeah. This is episode 74 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Well, you know what we're talking about, people. We are. That's it. We are, um, we're, we're there, man. SummerSlam 2015. It's Sunday night, August 23rd. Uh, it's from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, for the first time in like three years, it's not in Los Angeles. Five years, actually. Five years, yeah. really? Oh, I, I believe so, Look at yeah. you lied to me yet again. Oh, okay. Oh, then I'll, I'll take your word for it. No, so. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. yeah, man. This yes, is you're a, right. Five years. Yeah, it's, it's cool. We're uh, we're hours away from the time that we're recording, and uh, we're getting excited. It's it's gonna be interesting, uh, interest, interesting show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get started with that, I gotta ask you, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask you right now. Yeah. What was it like? How was it? Are you talking about the no hitter? I'm talking about the no hitter. Mike oh fires Friday night, the August twenty first. 2015. You're really into dates tonight. What's uh, I've got to document it, man. Threw a no-hitter for the Houston Astros, our hometown Houston Astros, in Houston at Minute Maid Park. First um, no-hitter thrown in Minute Maid Park. Uh, Complete it? game no-hitter. Ten <laughs> strikeouts, three walks, right? Yeah. No hits, no runs. <laughs> no nothing. Incredible. Um, I got to say, the excitement... Was really buzzing around the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. That's when you really felt he had a chance, and you know it really felt like, you know, I sometimes I'll rag on Houston baseball fans. I'll say they're they're fair weather and they're bandwagon, you know, especially sure. a team. And you you know you've been there before. You know how they have to use the PA system to get people to get up and start cheering. Yeah, didn't have to do this. I mean, as soon as he got two strikes on everybody. After the seventh inning and the eighth and the ninth, people were standing and cheering. So everybody it was, was, was in, in it. Yes, it was electric. It was so cool. And I was watching it, and there came a point where he kept striking people out every time I was turned away from the field. So in the ninth inning, I just, I turned, you know, superstition is all <laughs> what baseball is all about. Absolutely. So in the ninth inning, I had my back to the field. I'm watching the TV above fan combinations. Cause I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, some guy came up and like, like I said, the ninth thing is like, is he throwing a no hitter? Like, Shh, what are you doing? Oh no, no. he almost jinxed it. No, you don't talk to it. You just That's let it security, happen. security. This man needs to be escorted out immediately. He needs to be escorted out of life. <laughs> take him out. But no, it was so exciting. It's, it, I gotta say, um, it's something that I never thought I would see in person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, first time I ever see a no-hair comes from Mike uh, Fires. And it's like, it's something that you you want to see. Of course. It's so, it's so awesome because they're so, I want to say they're so rare, but it seems like we've had a bunch the past five, six years. Well, there's been five already this season. Yeah. But still, being in the stadium and watching a no-hair live, there's nothing like it. It's electric. Yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty awesome, man. I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I hang out with some friends and... Um, Kept getting the notification on my on my phone mm-hmm. on the ESPN app that uh, Mike Fires is a no hitter through seven, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he's what? Mm-hmm. And then eighth inning, he's got no hitter through eight. And I'm like, "He's gonna get the no hitter. Like he's gonna get the no hitter tonight." <coughs> and the only thing I was worried about his pitch count. I mean, going into through 134 pitches, yeah, that's, that's insane. Going into the eighth inning, he was over 100, and going back for the ninth, he was like at 120. So I wasn't sure he was going to get with that pitch count, but he got it. Right. Man, 
Well, wow, that's impressive, man. Congratulations to Mike Fires. That's uh, that's awesome, man. It's 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 great that that we that we finally got one at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Astros were throwing one. It was the last time uh, the six man no hitter in Yankee Stadium? Right, it was like two thousand three or two thousand two thousand four. It might have been. It really? I feel like it was later than that. I will go look that up. Yeah, six pitchers uh, threw that no hitter. And Billy uh, Wagner closing it out. Yeah, is that two thousand four? Astro. So that, but that's awesome, and, and so was, and probably the first complete no hitter by a, just one pitcher since what Mike Scott? Eighty six. No, okay, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Daryl Kyle threw one in ninety three against the Mets. That's right. It was a no hitter, but they still they got a run. Astros won the game seven to one. Probably walked some guys and probably some throwing errors. So man, that's awesome. That's uh, again electrifying. Man. That's... Let's see that one that combined no hitter was the first interleague no hitter thrown by an away team. Huh. Wow! And final no hitter thrown at the original Yankee Stadium. Really? Wow, that's awesome too. History <laughs> and Mike Fires no hitter his first complete game ever first game pitching in the ninth inning um, you know first win for the Astros since he got traded yeah it yeah. Was win. so first no hitter as the American League team first no hitter throwing in May Park oh yeah yeah that's awesome man that, that's really cool I, I had to get your thoughts on it. it it worked out that we've got a whole podcast to look forward to to discuss but. That we're able to start off with something that cool, like a you know a Houston no hitter, man. Very cool. I, I'm glad we got to talk about. It. I'm glad it happened. It just adds to this entire season. This entire season's been like magical or Absolutely. catching lightning in a bottle, and that just adds on to it. It feels like it's it really is World Series or bust. I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, this season is uh much like much like Randy Orton's RKO out of nowhere. Straight out of nowhere. That's it. Bravo, my friend. Hey, that's Bravo. that's what that's what we're here. That's what you're here for. That's what I'm getting paid. You know, you're getting paid for. the zero bucks for them puns. There you go. Nice work. So, all nice right, segue. We go into SummerSlam now. Talk to our, our quick baseball chat. We got SummerSlam to look forward to. This is um, a ridiculous card. It's packed. There's like ten matches on this card, and it's four hours long. Yeah. Whew. What? Every belt's up for grabs? No, uh, not every belt. The Divas. The Divas title oh, is not up for grabs. Okay. But, but they have one hell of a match. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, do you want... I'm on Wikipedia. Do you, do you want me to just go in order that they have it? Sure. All right. So, when you listen to this later, understand that we don't know what order these matches are going to be in. We're just going as Wikipedia has it. First thing up is uh, the Fatal Four Way Tag Match for oh, the WWE champ- Championship, WWE Tag Team Championship. Excuse me, Prime Time Players Champs versus the Lucha Dragons versus Los Matadores versus the New Day. Okay, so first off, we're probably gonna some of these we will breeze through. <laughs> um, this might be one. Because this will be one because only two people. In, Two teams in this match that have a chance of winning. Right. Uh, the Lucha Dragons, their time is coming eventually. Yeah. They are 
they're, they're going to be a hot baby face tag team eventually. Oh, well, they're gonna they're only gonna get hotter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty popular now, but they're gonna get better with time. Huh? Right, their time is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Matadors, they're just there. They're filler, okay? Yeah, they don't deserve to win the championship. I, that might sound sound harsh, but that's how it is. Right, they're just there because they can't find a four team. So you've got the new day. And you've got the primetime players. How many times in the world can you say that the black person has a great chance of winning a match? Doesn't happen that often. <laughs> winning a title, yeah, well, yeah. That's when they win a championship match. You got to hold on to that. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're clearly setting themselves to do setting themselves up to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the new day has been uh, that their their chance um, are turning on the crowd. Like the crowd's turning on those chants. They're starting to. I think cheer more for the new day. So it's it's a toss up, man. And you know, honestly, the like this whole this whole time since the primetime players won the title, I always felt like there might have been a double switch on the horizon. Like the prime, you know, the new day, they're getting more chance. They've got a new chance. So uh, new new day goes face, and the primetime players go heel. Right, because a lot of people say that's kind of what happens. You know, the you know you work so hard to be a heel that you wind up turning face, mm-hmm. and which is crazy because. The New Day originally wanted to be face, a baby yeah. face, but they were so annoying that they turned heel, and because they're doing such a good job at it, they might well, actually if go... I remember, we're going to start originally, originally when those three guys got together, they tried to be, you know, the anti-establishment, and then became, were forced to become the New Day. You gotta listen to the Jericho podcast, Chris Jericho's podcast, and they clear that up, which is pretty interesting. Oh, what happened? Tell me, quickly. Uh, apparently it was their idea to go this gimmick really yeah because they didn't want to be they didn't want to be known as the uh, nation 2.0 oh wow so. I thought that had been a lot more interesting but what do I yeah. know I'm not <laughs> in the business I'm um, not the business we mean the industry right and so there could and, and the way I've seen primetime players they haven't really wrestled much mm-hmm. except for the, like the past two weeks but in the five weeks building up to SummerSlam they hadn't wrestled that much they're mostly uh, commentary, right? And they, you know, one, a heel thing at, at oftentimes, uh, which currently is not the case with Cesaro. But Cesaro aside, Cesaro aside, there's a tongue twister for right. you, Mama. Oftentimes, uh, a heel, the heels dress up. Mm-hmm. They dress in suits, and that's what they've been doing this whole time. They've been dressing up in suits, sitting there with the titles, telling the new day, "You don't have a chance." I don't know. It's just for me. I've just had that feeling that they could pull something like that. Um, which makes it difficult to pick a winner at this point. Uh, but I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm going to say primetime players and retain. still. Retain? They retain. I feel like it can't lose. Either primetime players are going to win or the New Day are going to win. Um, how long have they been feuding for? Since, uh, was it Money in the Bank? So like what? Or since Battleground. What, well, two what pay-per-views ago? Yeah, because they... I believe they retained the titles at Battleground. Yeah, I feel like they can keep this going for a little bit longer. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if... You know, I'm, I agree with you. I'm picking the primetime players to leave SummerSlam as champions. Um, just because I can get... They probably can get another, you know, get to another two or three pay-per-views between those two mm-hmm. until they switch the titles, put the titles back on the new day. Right. Although I expect some funny business from Xavier Woods or Kobe Kingston, whatever, whichever one of those two guys is not in and, the match. And the Bull. Oh, and yeah. yeah. What's the Bull's name? Torito. Torito, okay. Yeah. 
So welcome, prime time players. Let's go to match number two. Ryback, the it's a triple threat match for an Intercontinental Championship. Ryback, the champion, versus Big Show versus The Miz. Oh, excuse me. That was perfectly timed. I that really yawn. thought that you were yawning cause for this match because I feel the same way. Nope, that was a legitimate yawn. Um, and so the timing could not have been better. I like all three of these guys, uh, but this is just a very strange feud. It Ryback like has not even been in this feud because he, he was out for like three weeks with a gnarly, a gnarly staph infection. Yeah. Did you see the picture of his leg? No, but I've seen staph infections that happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers locker room a couple years ago. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it like, was... Staph infection kill. you got to make sure your locker room is clean at all times. It was ghastly, man. Mm-hmm. That picture was... That was that was gnarly. Uh, and I just... I don't know. I just don't... I feel like they... These three guys right here, or rather The Miz and The Big Show... They just really don't have any storylines, so they just threw them together in the Intercontinental title chase. Cause and, and for me, I feel like... It feels forced to me. Out of all three of these guys, honestly, The Miz should be the Intercontinental title. He should he should be in possession of the Intercontinental title. Why is it? Uh, Big Show is, at this point, I mean... Big Show... He's winding down. He should make the transition to be a part-time wrestler. He really should. Um, he can't... How old is he? Is he in the 40s? He's, I think, 43. Ooh. He can't... You know, carry a feud anymore. I mean, it's just he's not the same guy. He's not a dominating, the you know the dominating big dominating big show that you know we grew up watching. Ryback, forty three. Ryback, I think should be in the title hunt, mm-hmm. the, the the world title hunt. I mean, he's he's that he's got that look. He's a monster. Whether a face, whether as a face or a heel, he's a monster who could who could be dominant as a as a world heavyweight champion. And the Miz. Um, isn't still entertaining enough. He's still uh, he's such a good heel because nobody likes this guy. And he still he hasn't shed that whole uh, reality TV moniker, right? And he's added this this wannabe movie star persona to to his character, which you know because he's because he's starred he starred in these like WWE you know, films, straight to DVD movies. Yeah. So you know, I think he would he would make a good. Um, I think he has. He's better suited to hold that intercontinental title than any of the other two guys. Uh, but having said that, I, I don't know. I think um, I think Ryback's going to retain. Me too, because it's just too soon. I mean, he he. J- when did he get the title? Battleground. Battleground. He didn't defend it at the last pay per view. No, no, it wasn't Battleground. The Battleground was the last pay per view. Oh, so uh, so he won. I think it was Money in the Bank. Okay, so he won that Money in the Bank. He just he wasn't at Battleground to defend it because he got he got a staff infection. This is his really his first title defense. I don't think they take the belt off of him. Yeah, I think you know they. Like I said, I don't think he should be in that picture. I think he should be in the world title picture in some some capacity. You know but what? you know what I'm disagree with you there. Just because what do we always say? We have to have. Now that we only have the one uh, WWE Heavyweight Champion, these secondary belts like the U.S. title and Intercontinental title, they need to mean more. And that's what they need to propel this like John Cena has done with the U.S. title. Right. Okay, I got you. Okay, so you think he can elevate it? Yeah. Okay. Or at well, least have like meaningful feuds with him and The Miz or him and other guys where they have meaningful, meaningful, meaningful feuds. Different feuds. Yeah. Something, something fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I got you. I got you. I, um, I, I totally understand that point. But you know, I just, just seeing this, just looking at this picture of him holding the IC title, it's just a little off, to be honest. But I understand where you're coming from. But yeah. and also because his title run has been uh, delayed to an extent. Yes. I don't no see them changing. Right, right. I don't see them changing the title anymore. How would you like this, for him to this time? So he wins, mm-hmm. and then Daniel Bryan comes out. Comes out, congratulates him. Then you know starts to walk towards the ropes to head out. Then he turns around and gives him the running knee. And, to, <laughs> and Dale O'Brien goes heel. You tell me you wouldn't like that. Uh, it would be great. It wouldn't work because Daniel Bryan's too likable. People like him more than they do like Ryback. But I would love to see them give it a shot. I'd like to see Daniel Bryan get back in the mix, and I'd like to see him elevate the Intercontinental Title. Well, you see this done with the U.S. title. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So we're both going to ride back on that one. Yeah. Uh, next match, uh, tag team match, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper versus Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. One of the many tag team matches uh, on this card. Um, oh, yeah, there's three of them. Look, these are four of my favorite guys on the roster. Really? Luke Harper has shot up that, that far for you? Oh, I've always liked Luke Harper, man. Especially when he had the IC, when he had the IC title, because it was... Different. It was different. And uh, he's a great performer, man. He doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. Um, he's big and rough and tough. And he's agile, too, man. He's sneaky old, too. I yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's just creepy, man. He's a, he's a creepy-looking guy. That's, it, it works for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ambrose is so close. I mean, he is so close to being the, the top fan favorite. Maybe not the top guy that Vince and company pick, but he's like one of the top guys that the fans are picking. Like they're, they're, uh, they're back. someone um, described him and uh, based compared to Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, he's got so many comparisons and the, a combination of so many legends at this point. Um, Bray Wyatt is uh, creepy. Creepy. And no, no, no. Creepy. You got to add no extra ease. They, they have no direction for this guy. Um, he just kind of... He just... He floats. He's like, yeah, floor. there you go. That's what I'm looking for. He just floats from like person to person. Right. And it's weird because when, the way he is, the cult figure he is, do you... Can you see them like sticking a belt on him? No. And that's, that's kind of scary because... Well, I mean, there's guys that don't need the belt. Jake Roberts never needed a belt. And, you know, he, you know, rarely had a... I don't think he had any belts. Maybe IC time. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, my thing is, if we're going to be, you know, five, ten down... Five or ten years down the road looking at um, Wyatt's career, like, wow, he never was WWE champion. Mm-hmm. The highest he got was, like, you know, U.S. champion or something like that. You see that down the road? No, I... I I think he should be put in a, a main event scene as well, or a main event picture. Will he have to be repackaged in order to have a chance at the main event? No, the, the, his this character is too strong. It's too convincing. It's too likable um, for them to, uh, to to give up on and to change. Uh, and Roman Reigns, uh, wow. What a difference six months makes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have completely rehabbed this guy. This guy was getting booed everywhere he went. 
because he was on his way to winning the title. He was the Samoan Samoan John Cena. Yeah. And we we have enough of the John Cena. And now he's dominating, but it's not for the world heavyweight title. It's not a main event picture or main event scenario yet. He deserves to be there eventually, but not right now. And he um, is he is uh, building the fans, or he's building the fans' trust and confidence again, which I think is great. But at the same time, I think also presents the perfect opportunity. I think I know where you're going. And here, here's the thing. All of these matches, you've got to think something's got to happen for at least one of these matches. Out of all these matches, something has to happen at least once. Uh-oh, I, I think this is the perfect Uh-oh. chance. Look, 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 right there. Is that where you're going? Is that where you're going? He'll turn. Is that where you're going? And here, here it is. Mm-hmm. The, the most obvious thing for this feud would be Dean Ambrose turning heel on Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. The most obvious choice. He has... As he's so good that he can, he clearly can be is built to be was originally built to be a heel. Yes, and can we be a heel. We thought he was going to be you know when the shields split up, he was going to be the catalyst of why. Right, and turned but out this, to be um, Rollins. Right, and this this whole renegade you know lunatic character is brilliant, man for for the fans and the fans love this guy, and it would be so easy to turn him because it would and it would shock a lot of people. But I think. The most, I think, what they need to do, or the perfect opportunity for them, is to turn Roman Reigns. Turn Roman Reigns. He doesn't necessarily have to join the Wyatts, mm-hmm. but maybe Ambrose costs them the match somehow, or he's just tired of Ambrose for some reason. He just like I do. I'm out here busting my ass every day, and you're cheering for him. You're not cheering for me. Right. Screw this guy. He's your hero. I'll show you how heroes fall. And just Superman punches the dude. And you've got the next feud for oh, those two. Oh, that could last for like three, four months. And it would elevate both of these guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper win this match. Because um, Ambrose, I mean... Um, a miscue that costs, costs them the match. And then the twist is that Roman Reigns turns on Dean Ambrose. I can see like in the middle of the match just like... Reigns just hit him, hits him with a Superman punch, so he leads his sister Abigail, and it's over. Mm-hmm. And then you know he spears him after the, after the match. Screw you guys and your hero. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Wyatt just because you back. They've had these backstage, um, what are they called? Sets, whatever promos where Reigns and Ambrose have been a little too buddy buddy. Exactly. Absolutely, it feels like the the shift that's coming. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you on that. And one. you've heard Ambrose give these promos that he would do anything for, for mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. You know, he would he lay on his sword for for Roman Reigns, uh, which again is a hint that oh he he could wind up turning, which would be an obvious choice. Yeah. But like I said, if you really want to twist, if you really want to like shock the world, you got to go with Reigns turning heel mm-hmm. and for, set him up for a monster heel run until. He's truly ready uh, to carry the company as babyface. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're moving on to our next tag team match: Stephen Amell and Neville versus Stardust and Cosmic King Barrett. This is going to be a fun one, I think. Stephen Amell shocked me completely 
with the way he handled uh, his uh, his his uh, segment on Raw. You know, Stardust came out and was attacking Neville, beat him up, and then went to confront Stephen Amell, who was on Raw two weeks ago, front row, shoves him in the face. Amell all of a sudden jumps over the barricade, like leaps like, over the barricade. That barricade is like five, four feet high. Yeah, it was impressive. Then he leaps onto the apron, hops over the top rope without missing a beat, charges full steam ahead at at uh, Stardust, tackles him cleanly, and starts wailing on him. The you know the hokiest part of this whole feud, which I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's kind of it's kind of hard saying like or believing that because it's like look at Stardust, mm-hmm. but or look at look at his gimmick, but. Really, the hokiest part of this whole feud was the whole setup, the whole him demanding and, and asking Triple H, you know, to, to provide any kind of waiver form that you know his, his lawyers will, will lo- you know go over it, mm-hmm. you know, whatever his lawyer, whatever WWE's lawyers want, you know, him to sign, he'll sign it. He just wants one shot at being, a, a, he just wants one shot at Stardust. And Triple H originally said, "There's no chance you'll ever be a, a performer. You're not, uh, you're not one of us." And then in two seconds, he gets convinced. You won your shot, fine, you got it. Have, that you, was, have you watched the era? Have you seen the stuff he does on there? Oh, he's, pre- he's in freakish good shape. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a great performer. Uh, I mean, obviously not the biggest star that you could use for a, a, a celebrity segment uh, or a celebrity match, celebrity involvement, but this is pretty good. But because hey, he, he, he makes more sense than them what they had a couple years ago getting Snooki at WrestleMania. Right, he's a, he is a legitimate wrestling fan. He's a fan, and... I think he's um, people who watch wrestling like you, you and I are more in into like the Marvel and the DC stuff. So sure. he's probably the perfect crossover for people like us. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, he he's not going to take it lightly. Mm-hmm. He's he's you know, it's I think it's going to be a great match. Um, so having said that, you know, obviously the uh, babyface and the celebrity are going to come out on top. Yeah, the celebrities don't come out. To wrestle to catch L's, okay? Right, and which is so crazy considering they're they're going up against Stardust, who is the son of the legend Dusty Rhodes, who is in his I mean in great Dusty Rhodes, absolutely in his own right a really great and under underrated performer. Mm -hmm. As Cody Rhodes, he is a great wrestler, and King Barrett, Wade Barrett, Cosmic King Barrett, whatever you want to call him, Mister Why am I in this match? (laughs) This guy is a monster who should be much higher. It's two on guys that really should be contending for at the least the IC title, mm-hmm. King Barrett and you know Cody Rhodes. Because I remember when he got quote unquote fired mm-hmm. a couple years ago, I thought he was going to come back and you know contend for either the at the time the WWE Championship or the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, and it just never happened. Yeah, I mean uh, these guys are great. Great performers, uh, who again should be higher on the card, uh, but it looks like they're gonna they're gonna job out this this time. Mm-hmm. So, no, but no surprise there. Get your money, son. Uh, moving on to the next match. Ooh, love this one. Kevin Owens versus Cesaro. I I love this feud. This feud has been. It started uh, during the John Cena Kevin Owens feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owens cost Cesaro the United States title like twice, I think, already. Mm-hmm. 
these are two of the best performers on the roster right now. Two Owens, dar- darlings. Oh yeah, Owens has been phenomenal as a he- as a heel. Uh, his three matches, I'm sorry to interrupt, but his three mm-hmm. matches with John Cena have probably been the best three matches this year. Hands down. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, they, they're, you, you look at a, you make a top ten list, those three are for sure, for sure in the top ten. Just enjoyed. I can't remember what, I was re-watching um, Battleground the other night, and John Cena hit Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin Owens with like, I think it was the, the um, Attitude adjustment, mm-hmm. and he went for the pin. He got the two, and Owens kicked out. And you just see Cena just sit up with this look of amazement, like, "What do I have to do to right. knock this guy out?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh my!" That, it felt real to me. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but Tyson Kidd's injury was the best thing that could have happened. Oh. To oh. I feel so bad saying. Oh, it. we hate saying it, but it's true. It's so true. They, this guy has catapulted from where he was, which before the injury he was competing for the tag team titles, which is which isn't a bad spot. But now he's on his own and he is a legitimate contender for uh, the top spot. Mm-hmm. And man, this is a great time to be a fan of these guys because if you look at Kevin Owens, you look at Cesaro, you look at Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, that's a that is a great core group of guys that could carry the the company going forward. You're not even mentioning the guys that are down in NXT, right? Right, now. and also Neville. You know, Neville, you can throw into that into that mix. And when they do bring back Cody Rhodes, and he gives up Stardust, I think that's a great core group. And you can put all these guys right now together. To face each other, and you shouldn't—they uh, do—but you shouldn't be concerned with wins and losses at this point, mm-hmm. because, in a sense, all of these guys are basically on the same level. It matters more if they have a great match than who wins or, or right. loses. It's not like Owens or Cesaro are facing John Cena at SummerSlam. They lose at SummerSlam, and they're buried back to the like below the mid card. Even mm-hmm. you know they're. These all of these guys are on the same level. Yeah, they're you know uh, popularity wise, uh, you know they they all maintain relatively the same stature. Even though Rollins does have, you know he's the top guy with the with the title. You know he's not the top man in the company. Obviously, that still belongs to Cena. Mm-hmm. That still belongs to Orton. Guys like that. So, you know these guys are running are, are running and gunning to claim that spot. To take over for Cena and to take over for Orton when, you know, they do cut back and step back eventually. Um, so I'm not worried about either one of these guys losing the match. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it so hard to pick the winner of this match. Pick whoever you want. I'm going to go the opposite because I'm not going to be sad or disappointed. I'm not else. either. Absolutely, I'm not. So I'll go with Cesaro. I, man, I'm a big Cesaro fan. I love his skill set, his strength. Uh, everything, man. He, he's he's awesome, and and so is Owens for sure, for I'm, sure. I'm going Owens just because I. <laughs> We've been picking the same. Yeah, we picking, picking the, the same. same yeah, but you know, I just I really enjoy him. He's been a fresh uh, a breath of fresh air ever yeah. since he made his debut a couple of months ago. You can't go wrong with picking either of these yeah. guys. So we're just gonna we'll agree to disagree on this one. 
<laughs> All right, going to the next match. It's the three-team elimination match. Team Bella, which is Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, and Alicia Fox versus Team Bad, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina versus, this is their name to go with, PCB? PCB, Paige, Paige Charlotte, Charlotte, and Becky, Becky. Lynch. Uh, I mean, it's been great to see them bring up Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Hashtag Divas Revolution. Yeah, um, and even Becky Lynch. But Becky Lynch has so far proven to be the the uh, the the weak link, the weaker, weakest link of the three. Um, and that's okay. I mean, you can't expect all three of them to be superstars, uh, but they're all all three of them can contribute to this Divas Re- or have been contributing to this Divas Revolution. Um, and Charlotte is clearly going to be in, put in the position to be, you know, to, to uh, take the next step, take it to the next level. Uh, but Sasha Banks is not far behind. But you know, Charlotte has the pedigree. She's got the look. She's got the skill set. Um, so, I mean, I think the obvious choice right now is uh, for Charlotte to somehow get the pin or the submission uh, against one of these teams. I, I don't know. Oh well, it's an, okay. So it's a, an elimination match. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably come down to uh, PCB versus Team Bad, with Charlotte getting the victory. Okay. So you have Charlotte above on your ranking rankings as far as the next female to take the leap. You're Charlotte above uh, Sasha. Sasha Banks. Yeah. Okay. No, I think it's going to come down to PCB and, and Team Bella. Because I think they've got the title. You know, Nikki Bella possesses the title right now. She's holding the title. I don't think they're going to eliminate them right away. Or mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be the first ones to be eliminated. But I, I think I see them taking the pin. Okay. So who do you got again? I'm sorry. Uh, I've got Charlotte winning this one. So you have PCB? Yeah. All right. Um... I guess I'll agree with you on that one. Usually when they have this many people in one match, you just take the, the face and live with it. Yeah. All right. Wow. We were real quick on the women. Sorry. Sadness. Hashtag revolution. They've been putting on great matches. Don't yes. get me wrong. They, they've, and they've been getting two matches a night on Raw. Which they deserve. Absolutely. And they've been going for like 10 minutes each. Again, which they deserve. It's good. I just hope that this... You know, it's a, it's a revolution, giving the women a fighting chance along with the men. I hope this continues. Sure, I just we need people to watch it and pay attention, mm-hmm. so we have you know the next generation of female superstars come out. Absolutely, we need we really need to stop calling them divas. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's too ingrained. All right, moving on to the next match, uh, singles match: Dolph Ziggler with Lana versus Rusev with Samari. Dive. I'm not interested in this match at all. Me neither. Um, it's this, and there's one other match we're going to get to that I could care less about. Look, I've been more interested in Lana feuding with Summer Summeray and Rusev than. Ziggler. I feel like they don't really. They haven't needed Ziggler. Well, Ziggler was gone for like a month filming a uh, movie. Right, and look how look how that feud flourished without him. <laughs> and he's back, and it's like, okay, he's back. They're yeah, going yeah, to have a match. We're going to have a match. Yeah, do you want to zoom through this? Because I really don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you can't I'm think of go, words. I, care I think about you it. have to go with Rusev. 
you can't go with with well Rusev has been pinned since losing to John Cena mm-hmm. but you know he's been pinned by who was it I think Reigns and maybe uh, Orton I don't think he can go I don't think he can have him start being pinned by Dolph Ziggler so I think you know Ziggler puts up a valiant effort but still comes up short you, that sounds like his entire career putting yeah. by an effort and still coming up short um I agree with you. I'll go with Rusev just because I want to get. I don't want to. I don't want any kind of arguments. Just get through this <laughs> match. Uh, we're gonna go to the next one. Another match I couldn't care less about: Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Yeah. Why um, are they feuding? Um, I don't know. Even it's just they don't like each other. Okay. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, look, it's gonna be get your money, boys. It's gonna be a hard hitting match. I like hard hitting matches. I like both of these guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Sheamus. I think Sheamus is going to pull the victory out. He lost last month at Battleground to Orton. Uh, I think he's going to find a way to to, uh, to cheat his way to victory. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with Sheamus, too. Although, if he wins, that's going to be the red herring for him using the briefcase later in the night. If he loses. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. If he loses. Because that seems what happens if the Money in the Bank participant loses earlier in the match. He comes back and wins the championship later. Yeah. Is it a bigger hint if they are the first on the card? Yes. It, I think so, too. Yes, because they'll get, he'll be first on the card, and then they'll lose, and then, you know, they'll have all this other stuff that happens to make you forget about that. <laughs> right. Uh, let's moving on to the match bigger than WrestleMania. Really? I thought that... That's the main event, though. This one showing that before this. That's where I'm going. Okay. I can't believe that. I thought we would save that for the last. Do you want to save it for last? I think we should save it for All right. Last. We'll save it for last. We'll skip that one and go to the United States champion John Cena versus the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins for a single match, singles match for both the United States Championship and the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Champion versus champion. They title really belt need for to, belt. They really need to change the name of that. That is a mouthful. I... Uh, okay, first off, chances that this ends cleanly with one man leaving the arena with both belts. Ooh, cleanly? Yeah. Not, not good. I Give me percentage. Gonna, I'm going 10%. Yeah, it's not good, but it's going to be a great match. <laughs> they put on a crazy good match that resulted in John Cena getting, legitimately getting his nose broken. Did you see uh, Raw's new shirt? Oh, I love the shirt, man. Uh, it's <laughs> it's on the hilarious. Front. It's a mockery of John Cena's shirt where John Cena's shirt in the front says... You, uh, it says um, never give up, and Rollins says never shuts up. And on the back, John Cena sir says you can't see me, and Rollins says you can't see me. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Hilarious. Um, man, Rollins has been great. I mean, his perform, his matches, um, his uh, his desire to outdo John Cena. Um, Holding on to the fact that he broke Cena's nose, he he's been great as a heel in this in this feud. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cena, I mean, what can you say, man? I mean, this whole year has been about that United States title and him rehabilitating that title, basically breathing life into that title. It's been it's been great, man. I mean, I've always been a Cena fan. I I've never been tired of. of Cena winning. Don't let the fanboys hear you say that. Right. They'll never let us live it down. I, I've never been upset that he 
was always winning the title, you know, the, the, the world title or, or this title or that title. Um, and this title, this United States title run has been just great, man. It's been so much fun. I mean, he's put on great matches with just about everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has elevated not only that title, but just about everybody that's come across. That's, that's you know, stood, you know, right across from him in the ring. You know, I think what helps during his open challenge, you know that he's going to win, so you don't really focus on that. You focus on the match. Right, and they haven't been, they haven't been squash matches at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put on 10, 15, 20-minute solid matches. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you. Which makes this on. so difficult, picking. Interference. Who, who interferes this match? Because I'll tell you right now, it's not ending cleanly. Someone's went in by count out or disqualification or something. Uh, probably the authority. Yeah. I mean, they just started pointing out the fact that if Cena wins the world title, that's he ties Ric Flair. You know that they have a new shirt out for Cena? Right. So he's the 15-time world champion. Yeah. I doubt that they would just put that shirt up, like, I think it was two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. just for him to win and become the 16-time champion. But, I mean, they're throwing all these carrots out. They're finally uh, mentioning these these facts. The title, the you know, the, the tying the record, the merchandise, the new merchandise that's out. I mean, they just mentioned that all... At the, on the Go Home episode this past mm-hmm. Monday. Um, for them to do that, I, it could it really could go either way. I mean, they could really be setting us up for something, for, for Cena to winning the title. So with that, I'm going to go John Cena wins the title. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I say if, if John Cena wins the title, then he won't have it for long. Okay. Seamus will come and sure. ruin it for him. Um, I mean, look, I, I hate to say that because I, I do like Rollins and I think he's been, he's just a phenomenal performer. Um, it hasn't been the greatest title run because he's been very, um, he's been very childlike in this Protected by the authority. Right. Relying on them so much. It's one of the things that really killed Randy Orton's title run last year. Yeah, he just, he just seemed like he was uh, Triple H's pet, not his own man. Mm-hmm. When he's like one, of the, he's been called one of the most dangerous, you know, athletes in the WWE, and then you kind of neuter him. Yeah, he's been reeled in. He's yeah. been yeah, and it's the same thing. Domesticated. Like, yeah, it's the same thing with Rollins. He's not at his hundred, his um, full tenacity. Mm-hmm. Um, you went Cena. I'm going Rollins. Although I say he wins by disqualification or. Dusty finish or something like that. He doesn't win cleanly. Okay. And you know, like a, I could really see Rollins winning this match, but not leaving SummerSlam as champion. So I'm probably gonna say he's he wins the match, but you know, it's one of those grueling. Still matches. leaves with one belt. Yeah. I got you. No, he leaves with no belts. Oh, you think you're thinking cashing in? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Especially if the Orton Sheamus matches first. I'm calling it a cash in. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's, that's your cool. big uh, swerve. That's my swerve. That's it. Uh, okay, so your bold prediction. Bold. Gotta be bold. Fortune favors the bold. Uh, let's move on to the final match: Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker, and the match too big for WrestleMania. Something like that. <laughs> um, Dumbest name ever. 
or second dumbest thing. Nah, it's it's. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, I think it ain't what it ain't. It's it's. Uh, I like the distinction. I like them really hyping it that much mm-hmm. um, because it really does feel like a massive fight. That confrontation they had the night after Battlegrounds, where they fought, cleared up the entire locker room to break them up. The brawl was just awesome. I love how it's like 17 superstars couldn't stop Brock Lesnar, but a pair of zip ties got him like that. <laughs> well, this is just entertainment. Keep, oh, I keep that in mind. I shouldn't take it too seriously? Oh, yeah. You me? Right. <laughs> um, but I feel, and I feel, I feel like it was like they needed to, um, it's weird. I usually, you know, something, a match like this, I wouldn't have thought they needed to revisit, but I think just the way that the match, the, the first match at WrestleMania where Brock Lesnar broke the streak, mm-hmm. um, the Undertaker early on suffers a, a massive concussion, um, and is not the same after that. And just goes to the motions in the match. And it's just, I mean, it's clear he looked horrible in that match. It was not a good match at all. It wasn't a fun match at by any means. And for me it was it was like just weird seeing Brock win win that match because you could tell he wasn't all there. The Undertaker was not himself at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad that they're they're giving it another giving it another shot. And hopefully the Undertaker, you know, won't will, will get concussed right away. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he showed it's at WrestleMania 31 that he still has it. He still has it. I mean, he he's he can put on one. He's getting close to you know he's he's getting one match closer to that final match. And you know this this could be it, um, or it could be uh, second to last final match for this guy. So far, the rumor is the final, his final match is going to be uh, next year at WrestleMania in Arlington. That's, that would be, I mean, that's how it should be, I mm-hmm. think, but this match itself uh, is, a, is a good way to uh, serve as good momentum for him to put on a, a one last great match mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Uh and I feel like you need he would like the Bray Wyatt match shouldn't be his last WrestleMania match. I think if he is going to go out, whether he wins or loses at WrestleMania 32, it should be up against a, a much bigger opponent. Um, whether that's Brock Lesnar remains to be seen. I think. Well, you know, it depends on what what happens at SummerSlam between these two. So, the rumor I've heard that. Um, there's going to be a little interference mm-hmm. on the part of Sting to set up their WrestleMania match oh, well, that apparently everybody but you and I want to see. That's the last thing that I want to see. That's the last match that I want to see. But, hey, it's it's not my company. They can do what they want with it. Uh, it'll, okay. Good good for them. You could not see more disinterested. You're like, oh, yeah. whatever. I am very much interested in this match. Brock Lesnar, I mean, one of my favorites of all time. I mean, especially after what he what he has accomplished outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, man, I'm such a huge fan of this guy. I mean, a legitimate killer. I mean, a guy that could literally kill most people in the world. Um, got really dark right there. Guys, he's a real, I mean, he's a real monster. They break your arm. Jack, he will break your arm. So, I'm going to go with Brock. I think he, he's, you know, he's got to put a, he's, he's got to, uh, He's got to uh, seek retribution for being cost the title at Battleground. Okay. Um, man, I really want to go with Brock. But I don't want to agree with you too much tonight. So I'm going with The Undertaker. Undertaker wins. Maybe this sets up the, um, the grand finale between these two at WrestleMania next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is a little stinging interference. Sure. Hint, hint, nudge, <laughs> nudge. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Undertaker. Give him the old man his props. Ah, I have no problem with that either. Uh, anything else, my friend? That's no. it. We wrap that up. That's it. I mean, it's the second granddaddy of them all. <laughs> it's not a bad card, I think. I think it's, excuse me, I think it's pretty good. Regard, I mean, Especially with those like top three matches, I think the top three matches that I'm clearly Brock and Undertaker, Cena and Rollins, and the tag match between the Wyatts and uh, you put that above Owen Cesaro. No, you're uh, excuse me, you're right. Owen Cesaro and then the tag match okay. because I, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for Reigns to turn heel. And to turn heel on the Uh-oh. perfect opponent. Oh no, heel turn. <laughs> Look at my heel, it's turning. Alright, good job, my friend. I'm glad we got this podcast out before SummerSlam. Definitely, definitely. Put it out tomorrow so people can listen, you know, right before everything goes down. A nice, tidy 48, almost 50 minutes. So, say goodbye to the peeps. Thank you again, as always, for tuning in. Um, find us all over Twitter um, at at underscore Garcia 288 still they changed that name it is long and terrible at DQ 327 and of course follow the main site at 288 underscore thank you as always for the love and support downloading uh, leave feedback leave us some feedback tell us what you think yeah oh what are oh. we good at what do we suck at let us know I don't want to hear what we suck at I don't, I don't want to be going through those comments with you know just taking shot after shot of bourbon crying my eyes out <laughs> Um, next podcast, are we going to um, jump into the filth that is the Fantastic Four movie? Uh, if we see, yeah, why not? Yeah, let's go that way. Let's Should suffer be, together. It'll be a good laugh yeah. and cry and cry. <laughs> All right, <laughs> good one. All right, for Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies.